I am like I've seen a handful of TikToks recently. I wanted to like ask you about this because we just did our episode on like is influencing a real job, and there Jenna posted one about like how it's not a hard job or whatever. And I didn't see that. I saw a couple other ones of like people are just like very over influencers saying like how hard it is or mm-hmm. oh it was Hallie Hallie I don't know her username um she was a like a little blonde in New York and she has a podcast too but they're just saying like how people are like out of touch when they talk about like how difficult the job is mm-hmm. and I think like influencers that are talking about that maybe have a different structure to their jobs than other people do. I was just going to say that. Like, you can't just qualify every single influencer as having the same schedule, products, how many brand deals they're doing, if they have employees. There's literally so many different aspects. Yeah. Also, I think the influencers, when they're talking about influencers and their jobs being easy, are, like, the big successful influencers that have, like, so much money coming in. Like, we are not like that. And so I feel like it's different. I do. I think it is when you're like getting one brand deal for $30,000 and then people see that as like, you're making one video for $30,000. That's my entire yearly salary. Yeah. And like, I I have to work my ass off to be able to get that much. I feel like we are more like struggling small businesses and they are like corporations, you know? But then when you think of the corporations, they're also doing more work of having running large corporations and that but sense. then they have employees helping them like we don't yeah. i think there is a them. middle like there's there's yeah. like us then there's the like like not skinny not what is her name amanda not skinny not fat why am i blanking on her name i don't know i don't know the girl with all this the skincare things lauren bostick warm yeah whoa what the fuck oh yeah. skinny confidential skinny confidential yeah. i was like there's another like, podcast called not skinny not fat i think or that girl. sounds familiar and that's why i'm like what okay there i was is, combining I, them yeah or like danny austin like there's those yeah. people who are so high that are literally running corporations have employees they're also working really really hard then i do think that there's like a middle ground of kind of like the ken's yeah maybe jc jc i still feel like has to work hard but like the ones that are like Oh, yes. Getting like their manager is giving them one brand deal a month. Maybe that covers way more money than they need to. And then that's Mm -hmm. kind of all they're having to do. Yeah. I think that's what people, most people associate that level of like that being really easy. And uh, I guess it also depends on like how you run your business because there are probably people that are just like filming a couple videos, throwing them up, and that is their day. But then, yeah there's other people that have like a lot more structure for their business or they're trying to grow or they're trying to like actively do other things. It depends like what your brand is too. Like if you're just, people just follow you for your personality, then you don't have to work as hard. Whereas if people follow you for like your recommendations or your creativity or, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are like, like Melanie who has these like very aesthetic, Mm -hmm. pretty videos that takes longer to film than when Ken hops on and talks about, how her dog whatever you know yeah Yeah. but I just thought it was interesting because of those two videos and like I almost feel like some of it maybe this goes into our topic today people pleasing like they don't want to be wrapped into those other influencers so they're like the influencers that are complaining and so they're like 
needing to separate themselves by saying those things i think so like they don't want to be looked down those people i'm not one of those influencers even us right now we're doing that those influencers that say their job is hard yeah like the people that the two videos i saw recently about like them saying like influencing is not a hard job is them being like hey like i'm not one of those people that's complaining about my job yes but then did you guys see the girl who got like so ridiculed this last week because she posted a video and she was like nine to fives are ridiculous like i'm literally i have to commute an hour i'm waking up at 6 a.m i don't get home till 7 p.m with all my commutes i don't have time to work out i I don't have time to cook for myself all these things and saying just how horrible the system is and people like so ridiculed her and even influencers like on podcasts were like suck it up like that's the way that life is type of thing (laughs) That's the way life is. We're never going to ha- change anything. Like, what? that's so annoying. I agree. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. I, fucking, I fucking did that. I got up at five in the morning and would get home at like six. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's what people say is like, oh, well, that's like that's the grind that you have to put in. Like, mm-hmm. I did that and now I'm in this place. I think there's other ways to do it, though. Like, that's where like me having done that. I think that there's better and other ways to do it. Yeah, basically anything you say, people will hate on it. (laughs) Yeah, like when you think about you spend 40 hours of your fucking week in an office or like doing your job, that's insane to me. Also, uh, did we already talk about this? But there's that girl who's like talking to big CEOs about changing it from a 40-hour work week to like a four-day work week or something like that. Yeah, I oh, yeah. We did that on the podcast. She was talking to some CEO about a four day work week, and the CEO goes to her, Then what would we yeah. do on Fridays? Right. <laughs> and yeah. everybody in the comments is like, What the fuck? Maybe these people who are controlling these schedules and want people to be working 40 hours a week or longer than that is because that's all they do. They don't have a life outside yeah. of it. And I will say, like, that that's how my boss at my previous job was. His life was his job, and so he wanted all of us to make our Mm -hmm. jobs our life too. Mm -hmm. And that might be because they're in the place where that's their thing. It's kind of like when you own a business and then you're so, so, so passionate about it Mm -hmm. and you kind of would want your employees to think of it the same way. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, nobody's going to think of your own business the same way that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a very good balance. I am very grateful for the time I had like in a corporate setting because I can like – pull things from it and take it into like my business now um but i definitely think there's a lot of things that the fuck are like negative (laughs) Devin just pulled out a slim gym a slim gym (laughs) a chomps oh sorry grass fed grass fed (laughs) this is this is some good meat Dude, we didn't do an intro for. Our I episode. was literally I was just about to say that. <laughs> we got through the whole thing. <laughs> Should I say it twice right now, and then you can just move one over or something, or you could literally pull from another episode? Just, yeah. Okay, welcome back to another episode. Of so glad we're friends. I'm Maggie. I'm Devin. I'm Brittany. But you're getting good at that. Good job. One of these days. Today we are talking about people pleasing. How we cured our people pleasing. Just kidding. We have. 
Brit, do you, you want to start with the definition? The... Yeah, let's start with a deaf. Um, people pleasing involves speaking and behaving to accommodate the emotional needs of others, typically to the detriment of your own well-being. Common signs of people pleasing pe- signs of a people pleaser include poor boundaries, struggling to say no, and constantly apologizing. Yep. Damn the apologizing. I I don't think I ever really categorized that into people pleasing. I have a couple of quotes that I got from social media, TikTok. Um, the first one is from Victoria Garrick Brown. She said, "People pleasing is the desire to manage everyone else's emotions and expectations. We want everyone to be happy." to like us, and to have a good experience. We fear upsetting them, disappointing them, letting them down. And in our pursuit to make sure no one experiences a negative emotion, we suffer. And she was saying that tell yourself that they can cope when you're mm-hmm. feeling that way. Mm-hmm. They can cope. They can deal with it. If you tell them no, it's okay if they get upset or whatever. Um. And then Mel Robbins said, people-pleasing at its core is believing that deep down you're not good enough. And it comes from trauma of from being a child and feeling like you're not good enough. And she said one good coping mechanism is to, when somebody asks you to do something, instead of saying yes right away, pause yeah. and say, let me think about it or let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. Instead of feeling like you have to agree to it right in the moment. And then it's easier because you're like kind of half step. Let me think about it. Then it's easier to be like, no, I'm sorry. I can't. Thanks though. I've definitely started doing that when people like ask me to hang out or something more. Like I'll be like, I need to check my calendar or something. And then I feel like that also helps with canceling less. Totally. I, when I was like thinking about this, I think I'm a situational people pleaser. Hmm, That's interesting. Where... It's not always something I struggle with, but I think a lot of the times in a work situation, mm-hmm. that's where I definitely struggle a little bit more with the people-pleasing aspect. Um, I want to read some of these like signs, though, because I thought like when looking through these, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't really identify with all of them but there were some that I was like okay this is definitely the situational people pleasing that I'm like okay that's tough um one is you can't say no Mm -hmm. and that's where I think I have a that's my personal one where I'm like that's very situational because I will say no like I'm not gonna do that but in certain situations because it's not always like that um you feel anxious about other people's opinions of you you never have you time which I think is a really big one. Like if people don't necessarily identify as a people pleaser, but then like you never have time for yourself and like you're neglecting your own Yeah, you don't have boundaries. Time. You feel guilty setting boundaries. You apologize for things you don't need to. You need constant approval. You generally don't share your feelings with others. You have low self-esteem. You always agree in order to be liked. You fear being labeled selfish. That's like a big one for me. I never want that to be mm-hmm. like something that people say your personality changes based on who you're with you overcommit to activities or responsibilities you feel pressured to be nice all the time and people constantly take advantage of you i think people pleasing at its core is like wanting everybody to like you or having a good opinion of you and so Mm -hmm. that's why you don't ever want to upset anyone 
because you want people to like you. It's like this fear of judgment or rejection and all of that yeah. wrapped up. So you're always putting yourself last so that people you're around are happy and like you. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about though is like there is a there is a level like what's I guess maybe the difference or like what's a good level of people pleasing? Because I think some of these things are really good to like be conscious of other people's emotions and be conscious of it. But like, yeah, to not, but like you have to do it in a way where you're not neglecting your own needs and right. wants and things that are like going to benefit you. Yeah. So this TikTok that I saw that kind of spurred me wanting to have this conversation is this girl was saying that like when I'm in a group or hanging out with someone, I would much rather. <laughs> Willow is like tap dancing at my feet. <laughs> strawberries here. She's saying, I would much rather do whatever everybody else wants to do and be completely miserable and not want to do that at all because I will feel so much more comfortable that everyone else is enjoying themselves mm -hmm. rather than just doing what I want to do and knowing that the people that I'm with don't want to do it. And I feel like that's like my number one issue I'm always like well what do you want to do I don't care what we do because I want you to be happy otherwise I'm going to be uncomfortable the whole time same like when that's like been such a big thing since we moved and people visit us because it's always like I'm responsible kind of for making the plans or picking the restaurants and everything and they're like oh, I don't care where we eat and I'm like no but I really don't care where we eat so like if you have any preference of what kind of food you want and everything I will feel mm -hmm. happier if you just tell me what you want and mm -hmm. then I can pick it Rather than just picking whatever I want and sitting at the dinner being like, is this good? Do they like it? Is this like mm -hmm. what they wanted or did they not want to do this? Like, like, oh, my God. Imagine if in Palm Springs I just like made the spaghetti how I make it and then Brittany yeah. had, like not eaten it because she doesn't <laughs> want spicy sausage. Yeah. That's – and those are the situations where like I struggle. I think I'm very bad at being like I don't want to do this. I won't do things that I really don't want to do. Or if I do, like, I try and, like, have a happy face on, but I think, like, I have a very bad poker face. So, like, you well, can tell that I'm, like, not comfortable, like, doing whatever I don't want to do. As a people pleaser, my fear is that everybody is having a poker face. Like, mm -hmm. they're just pretending that they're enjoying something or having fun when they're not actually. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, well, they all actually hate me. I think it's a hard balance, though. Because I think it's good to, like, be, like, under, like, want to know what other people want to do. I feel like you can inspect in yourself if you're, like, if you're genuinely not caring about people and you're just kind of more of that selfish person that's like, well, I want to do this. We're doing this, like, every yeah. single time. You're not even thinking about the other person's emotions. But if you're the type of person that has those thoughts, no matter what you're doing, of, like, how do they feel about this? Are, are they going to be okay with it? then I think that you're in the situation where you need to train yourself more like to stick up for yourself and mm -hmm. say your wants and everything because you know yeah. that you're you care about other people and you're not like an overall selfish person yeah but that's like even like me saying that out loud where I'm like I like to do what I like to do makes me feel like I'm going to be judged or like somebody's going to 
like think that I'm selfish. But I think that depends on the time. Like if a hundred percent of the time you're like, no, yeah. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm not ever I'm not yeah. ever doing what Joe wants to do. I'm not doing what my friends want to do. I'm not doing what my family wants to do ever. I'm only doing what I want to do. Then yeah. yes, you'd be selfish, but that's not the case. Right. Like it's about the give and take of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a balance because like I think in our culture, like especially Gen Z has been very much into setting boundaries and like cutting people off that aren't mm-hmm. like toxic people in their lives and stuff and like they are pro like don't be afraid to cancel plans if you don't want to go but there's also a line where you have to be considerate of other people's feelings mm-hmm. yeah so you can't be too extreme on one end or the other yeah i feel that I think the constant approval is like one of the biggest things that I struggle with. That's like where yeah. I'm like, I want this, I want your check mark. Like, I want the stamp of approval. Yeah. That for sure. Whatever I'm doing is like good enough or like that I am acting in a way that people are okay with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like respect. But that's why I think I'm so all or nothing is because I either have to be 100% like, you need to love me and like, be obsessed with me and think that I'm amazing and that the work I'm doing is good and everything like that or it needs to be the opposite where I know that I didn't put in any effort and I know that I failed at something so then if somebody's like well I didn't like that or I don't like that about you then I can be like okay well I didn't try like yeah totally you know, it's like fail on purpose for sure like all the that, time because I was asking Joe I was like do you think I'm a people pleaser and he was like you're a people pleaser in like the wrong situations. <laughs> He's yeah. like, when you like That's shouldn't like... care about what someone thinks, like you really fucking care. Like what? And I think a lot of it's like work situations. Like I really care like what like my brand partners think or like my clients think or employees think. I'm like, I care a lot, even though something might not be going right, but I'm like more worried about them than like my own business or like making money. He's like, but I feel that's like that's him. also a good trait in you, like, because I wish I had more of that. Not when it's, like, costing me money or, like, my comp- like my family money. You know what I mean? Like, with- Oh, yeah. Not if you're, like, giving them more or, like, I guess it depends. What do you mean in that circumstance where it would be you losing money or, like, affecting your business? Like, not being able to fire someone because yeah. you don't okay. want to disappoint them or yeah, you don't want them to think you're a bitch. Right. Or be mad at you or whatever. Like, yeah. Just keeping someone who's not even doing a good job or continuing to work with a brand that is just taking advantage of you because you don't want to say no to them. Yeah. That's why I'm afraid to hire someone because, like, not just like firing them, but I'm afraid to, like, ever ask them to do stuff for me. That's also what I fucked up with. (laughs) I did not, like, it took me a while to figure out how to be like, I need this done. Yeah. Like, I'm paying you, but, like, Mm -hmm. I need this done. It was such a weird fucking feeling because I'm, like, you're you're literally hired for this. That Mm -hmm. I, like, can't tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, where's the sense in that? Um, So those are some situations where, like, I've struggled in. And that's where Joe's, like, you're doing this in the wrong situations. I'm curious how you are with your families. Do you feel like you – care a lot about like what your family thinks or like you have trouble setting boundaries or like you put their needs before your own 
a lot. Very much so. It's like in my family, basically my brother is the decider of things. Like growing up, it'd be whatever Matt wants to do. That's what we're doing. Wherever Matt wants to go to dinner, that's where we're going. Is he the oldest? Because, yes, he's the oldest. Yeah, that's how I am too. And it'd be like he'd be the one that's most outspoken about it. And me and my sister are like, sure, if you want to do that, fine. And then like as we got older, it caused a lot of a rift between the two of them type of thing because she'd be like okay it's literally every time it's what matt wants to do like i want to do this she got older and started acting like that and i was still like such a baby where i was just like okay then whatever either of you want to do Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing and then now like now that i'm older i think that now i'm coming into that where i'm like okay well i'm just gonna do what i want to do and also cameron's family has like helped so much with that because like when i go on vacations with them Everybody just does whatever the fuck they want to do. Even just hanging out at the house, everybody does what they want to do. People will go off on their own. People will eat wherever they want. If somebody's eating at one place and somebody else wants to go to another place, that's just what you do. You just do whatever you feel like. And well, like, that would this- annoy me because we're on a family vacation and we're not just all staying in the same place. Like if we're going to go to – if we're on that's vacation, let's go to is. dinner together. That's yeah, where that's I think we've – I think my family's done a better job of like setting the expectations before we go so that like we can do both where we're like doing a lot as a family, but we can also say like, no, we need some alone time or like I'm going to take a nap or whatever it is where there's like some separation. Yeah. The rules are basically do whatever makes you happy and don't infringe on anyone else's happiness. So you can't be like, no, you can't go do that. And it's never like, it doesn't feel like on vacations with them that everybody's just separate or that like we're not hanging out as a family. It's not like that. It's just more like, oh, I can read at the pool next to them. Yeah. And I don't feel like berated for reading. (laughs) Do you guys feel like you carve out like your own time in life or like with families or with friends in life in general yeah like specific things but because i'm whatever you want to do like because i'm not with my family and i'm not with close friends 24 7 then i can't do that yeah that's why like that's why i think a lot of my anxiety once i moved got so much better because Mm -hmm. i didn't have that anymore it wasn't like like my family hangs out multiple times a week so when i lived in tucson and they'd hang out if i wanted to be with my friends rather than hang out with them for one weekend it would be an issue so like now it's just like i can get a few months break (laughs) that's so interesting and but i mean my siblings mostly this is not my mom my mom is like very understanding yeah that's nice that you have, like, her to help you, like, advocate for, like, your things. It's, like, so helpful. I don't know what I would do without that and her. Yeah, being around my whole family, like, I'll have situations where, like, sometimes maybe I want to go to the movies alone this weekend or something. But, like, my family's doing something. So then I go over to my mom's house or whatever. And then also if there's, like, weekends where my dad wants to do something and my mom wants to do something, it's, like, I can't say no to either. So I have to do both, but then it's kind of infringing on one or the other's plan because I'll be like, well, I have to leave and go to dad's house or whatever. And that's hard because I can't just say no to one of them because I have to Mm -hmm. say I have I like I don't want to disappoint them, especially because like growing up with my dad, he he was like the single dad. And I think a lot of times he felt like we didn't want to go 
spend time mm-hmm. with him like mm-hmm. typical sing- like i've seen this played out in so many tv shows and stuff like the dad who lives in like you don't want to go to dad's house yeah and it's like every other weekend or something rather than like more frequently yeah and so like i all i feel like my dad still kind of holds on to that so like i never want to he still probably feels like that anyways because i'm always with my mom but i don't ever want to be like make him feel that way i guess mm-hmm. yeah so i'll always say yes if he like invites me to something even if I don't want to. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. And then it's also really hard of um, – I saw an interview of um, – frick, what's the guy's name? Uncle Jesse from Full House. What's his real name? Oh, my God. Anyways, he went to dinner with Bob Saget right before he died. John Stamos. John Stamos. He went to dinner with him right before they died with both of their wives. And he said that it was just the best dinner ever. And they were having so much fun that they decided to stay for dessert. And they hung out like an extra few hours at the table. Mm -hmm. And that he was just so thankful that he stayed for dessert and that he went and hung out with him because he ended up losing him after. And then mm-hmm. I think now that I've, like, lost family members and stuff, I do always have that feeling, too, of, like, well, I don't want to miss out on any of that time. Like, and yeah. I feel the guilt of, like, I don't want to say no to my family when yeah. I could lose them any day randomly. Yeah. I think the hard part, though, is that, like, a lot of the time people are, like, you end up getting burnt out or the resentful piece of it. Because it's not, like, always going to be an immediate, like, oh, my God, fuck you for, like, making me do this. Mm -hmm. But I think the resentfulness, like, can be built up, like, over time from just constantly ignoring your own things. Where, like, you might not even realize it until one day you're like, oh, this is why, like, I don't actually like this person or, like, want to be with this person. Mm -hmm. This actually just reminded me. I have missed out on, like, a huge family thing uh, in – 2021 my family went to bear lake in utah after christmas like two days Mm -hmm. after christmas and stayed for new year's and everything like my whole dad's side my cousins all of them rented a house and this was the it was coming up on a year anniversary of when my stepsister died and i was having so much ptsd about this trip like i just i was with all those people when my stepsister died and i didn't want to be around those people again on New yeah, Year's like Eve. Yeah, like brings up the same emotion. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Maggie, did you just <laughs> fall out of your chair? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. How did that happen? God. I literally... <laughs> I really hope that that was like, we can make that slow-mo or something. What the fuck? That hurt. Your chair doesn't break? What the fuck just happened? No, Finley was running to bark, so I grabbed him, and then he pulled me back. (laughs) Are you okay, Bubba? (laughs) Not you interrupting me in the middle of an emotional story. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just like, Maggie's like, I'm actually done with this story, so. I'm actually... (laughs) I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Okay. Continue. (laughs) Anyways, I had this gut feeling like I cannot go. I cannot go on this trip. I need to stay home. And I was like, honestly, I waited until like the last minute to tell everybody. But you told them that you were going before that? And they canceled or you I had my plane ticket and everything. Oh, shit. I think I still have a credit for that plane ticket that I canceled. (laughs) But like even on Christmas Day, like I cried 
all day Christmas day because like I felt so guilty about it. But also like at first, at first I was talking to my cousin. I was like, I can't go on this trip. And my cousin was with her dad and she told her dad and her dad almost didn't really want to go on it either. He Mm. wanted to just come to Phoenix. And so her dad tried to talk to my dad about it. And my dad flipped a fucking lid. Like he got so pissed. He called me and he was screaming at me while I was crying. And so, yeah. But I really think something terrible would have happened if I went on that trip. So I don't regret not going, but my whole family stayed in a cabin for a week in the snow. How did you feel while they were on the trip? I felt and great. You, were home. you felt great. You, yeah. You, I didn't feel like I missed out really. I was, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I did that one time as well. We had planned to go for New Year's to a concert in Phoenix and mm-hmm. had the plans already. And then my family decided they wanted to go to Universal on the same time for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they, they were pressuring me so much. It's a family vacation. You can skip a concert to go on mm-hmm. this family vacation. But I was like, but no, like I had these plans with my friends and I was really excited for it and I wanted to do it. So I decided to do that and I ended up getting fucking pneumonia and I was home alone anyways and not on either trip. (laughs) It was so sad. It was the most depressing time of my life. But I do, I was happy that I chose friends even though I didn't end up going to either. Yeah. But sometimes when they talk about the trip, I'm like. I do get a little sad sometimes, but also I know that they do not have as much fun without me. <laughs> like yeah. I know that like I'm not missing out on that much. It's a hard balance to strike. I can't believe I just fell out of this chair. <laughs> I'm like shaking. <laughs> These chairs suck. <laughs> I have the same like low back. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, it felt like I, it fell like so slowly. <laughs> A slow motion. I really can't wait to watch the video. <laughs> what else were you, were you saying about people pleasing? Um, were you talking about you've had a lot less anxiety because you moved away? You oh, know, yeah, like I do. Expectations and yeah, and I also think it's like like when we were leaving Vegas, everyone is sad, obviously, and I'm like, oh, I'll see you guys in a month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, once we were driving home and stuff. And we're like the beautiful fall leaves and the mountains in front of us going to pick up the dogs. And I was like, I think I'm just like, I don't get as sad leaving. Obviously, I get sad and I miss them. And like, it's especially hard with my nephews, I think, is, and my grandma is like the hardest. But like, I think I'm so happy to be home. Like, I enjoy mm-hmm. being home so much. If I was going back to Tucson from a family vacation, I'd be depressed. Yeah. But like, I'm happy. I'm thankful for the life that I have here now. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think something I've gotten better at is like you're saying you did you're like you told your dad last minute mm-hmm. is like understanding that things get things are better received if you can give like enough notice and yeah. also set expectations ahead of time like hey we're probably going to go do drinks by ourselves on this day and I'm going to go see a friend on this day and this you know whatever it's like or, scary. It yeah. is. But like I realize I feel a lot better doing that than like saying it super last minute and then worrying about like someone's perception or feeling about that last minute. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my biggest and problem. You can like I almost see like the just like mo- – like say you're like my dad's really excited to do something with us and then I don't tell him until like the very last minute like, hey, we're actually not going to do that anymore. Like mm-hmm. you can just feel the like – 
you know what's, what's and like word? in person to disappointment so. yeah the disappointment um versus like if you set it ahead of time like they have the ability to kind of like soak it in figure it out and then you know kind of come up with a new plan I think that helps so much the last few times for trips where we've done on Monday, we will be at this place in the afternoon. Yeah. On Tuesday, we will be at this place in this place. And then they know before I'm even coming to town, the times that they'll be able to see me versus yeah. just the entire trip. And that yeah. like, definitely helps. I, but like, because I don't like planning as much, that stresses me out to make those decisions ahead of time. Cause I'm like, what if I don't feel mm. like doing this on this? I day? know. But it is hard, but like it does, or just who you're gonna be with, like which parent or which yeah. side of the family, and with Cameron's family versus mine or whatever. Yeah. How do you feel? Are you a people pleaser in your relationship? Do you think? Because mm, I think I'm more selfish. <laughs> I think like it kind of depends on the situation as well. Like, are you more apt to do what Joe wants to do, or are you like, no, I. I I want to do this. We're doing this. I think we do a little more of that. But I've been a lot better about saying, like, what do you want to do and how can Mm -hmm. we, like, compromise or how can we do both or how can we do something else? Yeah, same. I I think it's, like, when you're more comfortable with people, Mm -hmm. you can be less of a people pleaser. And I think that's because you know if you tell them no, that they're not going to, like, hate you for it. Yeah, Yeah. That's very true. I definitely think that there's some situations where, like, I'm just kind of like, you can go. Like, there's a bar that Joe likes to go to. And I'm just like, I don't like that bar. Like, I'm just never going to mm-hmm. go. It's, like, down the street from us. So it's, like, he can go and, like, pop in for a beer, like, talk to his friend and then come home. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot more comfortable being, like, I don't want to go there. I don't have any desire to do that. Like, you I do struggle with that, though, because I think I was, like, I was like that. Like, okay, well, you can just do that thing. I don't like it. But then I feel like in the last few years, he's spoken up more uh, just that it means more to him when I want to go do yeah. the thing. Like if he's going to hang out with friends, like he does want me to come. Like he wants yeah. me to be there. So then when I'm saying like, no, you just go do your thing. I'm, I want to stay home. I'm happy being home. That's still like hurting him in some way, even though he's like, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Like that's okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to be better at like but he wants you. occasionally. He wants you to want to come with him and you don't yeah like i'm like i don't want to force anybody to come do something with me and be miserable the whole fucking time well exactly so that was the thing with his flag football for a long time because it's like he'd be like well i can tell you don't actually want to so i don't i'm not forcing you to go but like i knew that he wanted me to want to go so like i would stop complaining basically or Mm -hmm. like if we're going to hang out with his friends versus mine he never is like I don't feel like it. Like, I don't want to. He doesn't complain. Like, we made that kind of a rule that neither of us complain about the thing that the other one wanted to do. Because then you're literally on the drive there and you're like, okay, well, this fucking sucks. Like, we're both yeah. upset that we're going to do this. Like, mm-hmm. that's so true. It doesn't feel good when, like, you win and, like, the other person, yeah, wins, like, very happy about it. I definitely exactly. think that that's where, like, I've started golfing with Joe, like, doing, like, nine holes or something because. Mm-hmm that does mean something to him and I think there's a lot more or like we've found more bars that are like dive bars but they have like good cocktails that's like kind of a good compromise for us where like Mm -hmm. because he knows that I'm not going to drink anything if I go to a dive bar Mm -hmm. and it's just like beer and shitty cocktails Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
I think it's yeah. also realizing that something like golf, like I didn't realize that me just sitting in the golf cart while Cam golfs, like to him, that's like a date, like his favorite date. <laughs> like to yeah. me, that's not like us bonding and experiencing this thing, but to him, it is. To so us, it's like, can that. I play my guitar at you? <laughs> literally, literally watch me golf. <laughs> <laughs> can I play my guitar at you? So there was this TikTok that was saying that it was this girl and she was like, this is why I'll never be friends with the people pleaser again. And she was basically saying that people pleasers are super manipulative and will never tell you what they actually want or what they actually want to do. All they care about is making sure that people like them. Okay, that's true in a way, but I don't see how that's manipulative. Because I feel like she's using the wrong do word. Whatever you want to do to manipulate you to, to like make them. sure that you like them. But yeah, I feel like that's way too harsh. Yeah, because it's not purposeful. Then maybe I'm not a people pleaser. Maybe it's something else. Because like more that it's not that I want people to like me. It's that I want people to not like Just judge like me you. and reject me. No, I think this girl got a wrong definition, yeah. not you. Well, it seems like there was a lot of TikToks talking about that. People pleasers being manipulative. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what friends I have. I could see it being manipulative in the way that, like, I don't know if this is, like, what some people pleasers are like. But if I'm wanting you to like me, but, like, I'm also expecting you to figure out what I want. Like... I'm not going to tell you what I want, but I'm going to expect you to figure it out and, like, make me also happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If if that's, like, how maybe the people pleasers that they've had in their life, like, mm-hmm. because I think ultimately, like, when it is kind of difficult when someone's like, oh, I don't care what we're doing. Like, that to me, like, I'm – if I know you well enough, like, my sisters, for example, like, I know when they want to do something. I know when they care about something. And them saying, like, oh, I don't care about this. I'm like, okay, but you do. So, like, yeah. I'll help you make the decision where it's, like, that's where I guess it maybe could be, like, somewhat manipulative. But it depends on, like, how well you know the person because, like, if you yeah. are with somebody you don't really know that well, I don't know. I guess it's maybe just a frustration thing, too, if someone's constantly, yeah. like, I'll do whatever you want to do. Because then it's, like, I think it's human nature where it's, like, you don't. You want both people to be happy. You want people to, like, do what they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's also an issue when there's multiple people pleasers is the thing. And then everyone's like, well, I don't care. I don't. I want to do whatever yeah. makes you happy. And then everyone else is like, well, I also don't care. I want to do whatever makes you happy. My yeah. mom and sister both always say, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, you do fucking care. Because Logan is yeah. the pickiest eater. So if we're, like, trying to figure out where to eat, like, I'm going to say this place and she's going to say no. Okay, then you do care. Where do you want to eat? But she will not name a place she will not say like it's this is what cameron says about me he's like you do care you don't like this so (laughs) i can't i think this random restaurant for those type of situations though like with my sister i've been having her like say out loud i'm like i know what you want tell me what you want practice it i'm like a safe person to be to tell you what you want like in this Mm -hmm. situation i also think it's maybe when you're such a people pleaser and like the sitting in your feelings things it's almost like you don't know yourself what you want because I mean, for more deep things, not just, like, what you want to eat. <laughs> yeah. But, like, sometimes yeah. you're, like, I only pay attention to other fe- people's feelings so much that I don't even know what I enjoy or what I actually want to do. Totally. Yeah. 
that would be a hard. I definitely feel like for me at the end of the day, it's like a fear of rejection at its core. And the more comfortable I am with somebody, the more comfortable I am saying how I feel and what I want, because I know that they're not going to reject me. Mm-hmm. So once I know that I can trust you, then I'm going to stop being such a people pleaser. But I find that that's odd that I'm most people pleasing probably with my immediate family when I know I that think- they're probably the ones that most like obviously they're going to still love me. For that and you, it's similar to my thing with my dad because like your family is constantly telling you their disapproval. Like, oh, yeah. the way, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're leaving. Oh, you're not spending time with us. And yeah. so you don't want to hurt them. I know. Yeah, they're much and more that is sad when they're the... like genuinely hurt. Like you mm-hmm. don't want them to be sad. Yeah, that's hard. But then it's like, do I do you change your whole life? Yeah, just to make other people happy. That's their issues, though. Yeah, but like that, they yeah, also that's still very hard for me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like you can change things in your life to be happier. Mm-hmm. And they can't put. They have to let you live your life. Yeah. And they have to realize yeah. that you're doing everything. But that is so can. sad. Like, I imagine that if I had a kid and my kid moved away, like, I would be – you'd be sad about it, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be so sad. Like, imagine, like, if Finley moved away. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm not ready. And he goes off to college. <laughs> and school. That would not be okay. <laughs> I can't imagine like a child doing it and then you want them to at the same time your number one goal is for them to be like their happiest yeah yeah that is really complicated I think that's also where like it's hard like just learning how to healthily communicate your emotions Mm -hmm. and your needs to people because I think there's a way to do it where you can like have a good conversation about it without like making either party feel bad but like they're being heard and seen Mm -hmm. you know yeah like it's like when I go home I almost never see my friends like I maybe see them for one meal or one going out starting at 10 p.m after my family's going to sleep and that's still really something I have not been able to do is be like I'm taking up half of this time to go hang out with friends yeah, and then it's also really hard, hard with my nephews when I genuinely want to be with them. Like, I don't want to miss any of the time. Yeah. But then I also do want to see my friends. So it's like, it's just hard to plan out the timing. Yeah, that's really hard. Like, I wanted, I want to have, like, a whole day with you if we come in December. I'm like, how mm-hmm. do I even do that? Like, it probably has to be just at night. <laughs> yeah. Um telling them earlier ahead of time so they yeah. have their expectations set and then that's already to me i'm like oh then we have to stay like an extra day or something to then make it like oh let's have a work day or whatever i just found out that the boarding place is full on christmas <laughs> so i'm uh, gonna have to figure something out they're free like until the 24th and then after the 27th oh i might make yeah, i might make us drive to fucking lake tahoe and take a jet suite x whatever fucking playing that last dog i might do that how far is that drive i think like 10 hours but that's better than 20 something (laughs) yeah way better that would be tough 
I don't know. When do they book up for? When do they book up for Christmas? Apparently, a while ago, I fucked up. We haven't bought plane tickets or anything. Like, it's probably not smart. Yeah. Yeah, I think again, it goes back to like you don't want to tell them that you're gonna spend time with your friends because you don't want them to be disappointed. But the longer that you wait, the worse it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my friends are like so understanding. I think that's also the thing is they're like they're easier to disappoint, like because they're yeah. disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like a bad friend because I'm like, damn, you guys are so understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to hear if other people struggle with people pleasing. Yeah, and their thoughts on it. Another problem I'm coming up against is like not being able to like. Like when I quit my job, I was so afraid to quit my job because I was afraid of the emotions that my boss was going to feel by Mm -hmm. me telling him that I quit. Mm -hmm. And so like I'm afraid to like disappoint people in that way as well. Yeah. I think it's really hard in a work scenario. Mm -hmm. I don't know why though because it's like about your livelihood and your own happiness. It's not personal at all. Most people in a work scenario, like, they don't really care that much about yeah. you. It'd even be like if I'd call out sick when I was a server. That would yes. be, like, literally yeah. the most horrible thing Like, afraid thing to ever. send the text or whatever. And yeah. then Like, I would cry. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. So that's another thing. I don't know if this ties into people-pleasing, but, like, being afraid to read texts in response to you disappointing mm-hmm. people or, like, being afraid to open emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it does. I don't know. That's what I'm saying is why I go the opposite side where I'm just like, okay, I'm not even going to open this email or even do anything about it. I'd rather fail. Yeah, because you don't want to feel the feeling. Like, we don't want to be uncomfortable. So we don't want to read the rejection or criticism or anything. We just would rather not know because I don't want to feel those feelings. I don't want to sit in that feeling. So I'm not going to read it. And then sometimes it's positive and they say yes to the brand deal. And I'm like, fuck, Uh I didn't open that for three days because I was so scared. Now I haven't replied. Like, then it, like, I don't know why the motivation doesn't translate for me. Like, I wish I had it more when it comes to work of the people pleasing. And I think it is in the situations where I don't see the people or they don't feel real. Yeah, that's like if I meet with a brand and I talk to them, it's different. I'm like, oh, I know her. I know. I feel that too. I really like having those, like, more connections with people. Yeah. In brand relationships. Because then you, like, understand a lot more of the, like, back and forth and negotiation and all of the different things that come with it versus it's really hard to navigate, like, and know where somebody's at. Yeah. When you don't have that relationship because they're not divulging all the information. Yeah. Like right now I feel like I really fucked up this current brand deal and I like don't know if it's my fault or not, but I feel like it is partly my fault. The one that we were in Palm Springs, they didn't ship the product until I got back. So then I had the product, but they hadn't sent the brief yet. And Mm -hmm. I told them I have to drop the dogs at boarding on Wednesday. So like I will not be able to film after that until I get home from this Vegas trip. So you have to send it on Tuesday and I can do it in one day or it can't happen until after. And then they didn't send it until Wednesday afternoon when I already dropped the dogs off. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't do it now until I come back. And then Finley is sick and couldn't I couldn't do it yesterday. 
which they said it could be due today. But like, then they like need it today. And I'm like, okay, well, I can do it today. But then in my mind, it feels bad. Like I'm doing it again at the last moment possible when mm-hmm. I would have been wanting to be more on top of things and doing it earlier. But then I'm like, okay, I also like couldn't do it earlier. Yeah, I don't think that's your fault. I could have been maybe more proactive. I don't know. And also that's another thing of like not setting your own boundaries. Because like if you had boundaries you wouldn't feel bad about it. You would be like, no, I told you I could do this and you didn't meet that deadline. Yeah. So now you're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Like when brands ask me if I can do a turnaround and submit it by the next morning before 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm like, yep, sure. Because I'm not, I can't say no to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't same. have boundaries. Same. Literally like, someone asked course, for re-edits no and one day I was like, sure, I'll do it today. <laughs> like- yep, right now it's done. <laughs> Forget everything else I was doing today. Doing yeah. That. And then you have other things that you had to have done. Like it, it is kind of very unrealistic the way that brands are like that, where it needs to be so yeah. quick. That's why you have to have boundaries. But that's also they... like, I think too, where like it's, there's a balance because it's kind of like, how can you scratch someone else's back when they need it? Mm-hmm. And what are your own personal boundaries that you're willing to like set in stone? Like, if, if it's one of those things where you're, like, I can do this and I would be happy to do this to, like, build a relationship and you feel good mm-hmm. about it. But I think it's bad when you are doing something that you then feel bad about. Like, right. if, if you, you had something bad. really important and else something else to do with a 24-hour turnaround or, like, less, then that wouldn't be good. But if you're, like, I wasn't doing anything else and, like, I'm happy to, like, do this as a favor. Yeah. I think that can be, like, okay. That's why I feel like maybe sometimes they don't understand that there's other things or like that you have multiple collabs at once sometimes or whatever. But they also just have to ask the question. I think sometimes – and it's up to you to like make the no, I can't or – But then I also am bad at that. I saw a girl post. She made like a TikTok about it of she says almost like a whole week later than she wants to get it actually done. So then that way it just always looks better that she's turning it in early. And that's what I'm so bad at is I'll be like, sure, I'll do it today. And then I can't do it today. And so then it's late when in theory I could have told them a later time and they would have been more than happy with that. But it's because I overpromised and underdeliver. Yeah. Those I think are like the the worst types of feelings though. It's like where you don't set the right expectations for somebody and then you like don't deliver on them. Versus if you set the proper expectations, then you can actually deliver on them or you can, like, do better. Yeah, that's, like, telling our families, too, exactly what to expect. Yeah, setting expectations is so important. Uh, okay, I'm going to try under-promising and over-delivering. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to do that, like, just include, like, a little extra content or, like, if I have extra pictures or something. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be better. Yeah. I think, like – even and also with the expectation expectation thing i think like the over communication like in every situation not just mm-hmm. like work but like you can apply it to life too where it's like you're le- giving people kind of like continual updates on stuff instead of like waiting and avoiding the conversation which mm-hmm. like i feel like is something that i continuously have to get better at i yeah i definitely need to because to me like especially if they ask like oh, can you get it done by tomorrow? Then it, like I almost wait to just get it done rather than just like replying and being like, yeah, I'll get it done tomorrow. Yeah. I just wait till I get it done. 
Yeah. And that's like kind of annoying because then the person doesn't. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Versus I would rather send like the double email of like, no, it's going to be done in like two days. Later. Yeah. And then you send it and like, oh, no, but I actually just got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be like my number one goal for this. I don't even want to say for next year because I'm starting now. <laughs> Have you guys seen those? There's like, um, I've seen a few like final push of the year. Like people are making goals kind of now yeah. rather than um in January. And I almost kind of like that because I feel like there's like so much pressure, like the new year and starting. Well, that's like, what I was doing. I started my 2024 vision board. <laughs> yeah. But that still feels Is like. Is it 2023 right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they're talking about their 2023 goals. In they're making it's another. They're, yeah. Yeah, like what they want to do now. Finishing out the year start with the things the year. that, yeah. yeah. My goal is to take a Pilates class before the end of the year. <sighs> Let's do I it. want to so bad. My mom's friend um, was saying that when she did Pilates, it was her favorite. And you have I to take love a beginner doing it class. At home. And she's not like a workout person either. Like she, when she did reformer Pilates, it was the only time she enjoyed working out. I think I, really I just need to like force one of my friends to come with me. Yeah, like make a goal and then schedule. Like you have to schedule. Like that is so – I literally already feel the feelings of like if I woke up on the morning of a scheduled class. Like Yeah, but you would feel so fucking good after. You'd be like, I'm sick. <laughs> My only That's- fear is I like doing like the 20 minute workouts on YouTube and I'm like 20 minutes I'm done like I get bored so I'm afraid being in a class that's an hour long that I'm gonna get bored and be like holy fuck when is this gonna be over or that you can't keep up yeah especially on a reformer I do think like it does make me feel better the thought of walking in and telling the instructor like oh this is my first class I'm nervous I don't exactly know how to do this but I think a lot of places offer like intro to pilates where like you literally learn how to use the reformer you're not necessarily like doing a workout so they would be all new people like learning the basics that would be better and then you'd be like like it's not gonna be too hard because we're just gonna be learning it's like the first day of school where they just go over the syllabus (laughs) love that (laughs) hate the conversation starters though oh my god yeah Cameron just switched gyms and the new gym that he's going to has classes and for all of November he can just bring a guest for free. Oh. So I'm like, maybe you I should, should try do a that. class. <laughs> I don't know if they have Pilates, but I wanted to look it up. They definitely have spin classes. <laughs> do you still have your planet? <laughs> I do. I went once. <laughs> I went one time. What we really needed was for that video to like go viral on tiktok and then <laughs> yeah. you have to do it every day <laughs> that's the thing doesn't do well i'm like okay over it <laughs> maybe you should try it again and start the video by being like i really need this video to go viral because <laughs> i need this video to go viral so you guys can hold me accountable mm-hmm. <laughs> the only way i'm going back to the gym is if this video goes viral so you know what to do but I also think that if I just start working out more at home and literally going on walks and stuff, it's all like motivation to then snowball to yeah. do everything else. I I and Kelly fucking just ran a marathon. I know. Props I like was I was like tearing up at her photos that she was posting on her story. I, I was like, 
Wow, that's so awesome. Dude, I told her, I was like, I know people say like that they're crying as dramatic, but like I literally am shedding tears right now. Like, <laughs> why Why does that make me so emotional? I, like, I didn't understand. I was like, why am I actually crying right now? Because <laughs> that's so crazy. That is so incredible to push yourself. Like that it's almost crazy. more mental than physical. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe making, like, the permanent goals to want to do something then helps you actually do it. Like, like for Cameron, it, like, once he signs up for a triathlon, then he's like, okay, I have to train for that. Yeah. So, like, maybe if I just, like, sign up for actual classes, then I'll be like, okay, I have to go. But, like, mm-hmm. I already know that I will be fine bailing. Yeah. I – that's why I have a personal trainer. Hold you accountable. you can't bail as much. Yeah, she does not take my shit. God, that's like a real, that's what we need our, us people pleasers because then we're not going to say no to our trainers because we can't yeah. say no. <laughs> the last like two weeks I haven't wanted to work out at all. I like tell her every day, I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> She's like, okay. Then like once you go. get going, do you feel better? Kind of. I have not really been in like the groove. But it's interesting that she did talk about this. She's like, you have the expectation that like you're going to want like be excited to be in the gym and like mm. ready to go 100 percent of the time and she's like that's not the reality the reality is like you're gonna be excited maybe like 50 60 percent of the time or less that's and i feel like that's my mom's reality yeah well, she's always excited i'm wrong but yeah i think well i mean she does wake up at like 4 a.m to go to the gym and i'm sure she's probably like oh i don't want to go today yeah. But I feel like 80% of the time she's like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. And that is also the thing of the timing of your day and just scheduling it out. Like I think people who – like how you do the early morning workouts. Like yeah. the, just having that schedule to your day helps so much because like usually that's where I get stuck in not working out is like, did I already wash my hair? Have mm-hmm. I showered today? And then I'm like, I oh, I got ready. So then I have to wait till the night. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Like – Yep. I think it every time every day that I work out, it definitely like sets the structure and routine for my day and makes it much easier to like work mm-hmm. after. And when I don't do my workouts, it's kind of like, okay, what did I replace it with? Yeah. And people think it's very like all or nothing, I think, too, of like, oh, I need to work out every single day or every single weekday. When yeah. even if you just do it like twice a week or three times, it's still better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. I maybe that's another thing that like because it is such a big thing like all three of us are like working out is like really important and that's like carving out time and like mm-hmm. prioritizing ourselves yeah to me it's i prioritize so... scrolling on tiktok instead of going to the gym yeah <sighs> to me it's like the dogs are me like with exercise yes, it's always too. like i but need why? to like because it takes up to me that's double the time like if mm-hmm. i have an 30 minutes i'm like am i gonna exercise in this 30 minutes or Am I going to exercise them? And, like, they need exercise every you, single day. Obviously, really, I would probably need it, but. <laughs> do you really only have 30 minutes to spare in your entire day? No. <laughs> I do this. But it feels though. like that. It really feels like that. Like, I'm always do. I'm constantly doing something. Whatever the fuck I'm doing, I don't know. <laughs> I clean oh. too much, probably. One thing I just saw. Who was this? Because I want to go back. I don't know who fucking shared this. But. I've actually seen it two times this week and I was like, fuck, I really need to do this then. Is like you use like an app like Toggle or like a time tracker and it it shows you 
where you're spending your time and what you're doing. So like you can see how many times you're checking your email, how many times you're on like Instagram, how many times you're on TikTok. And like you're tracking all of this stuff. So then you can be like, holy fuck, I just spent six hours of my day on email when in reality it probably took like an hour or two. Does that hook up with your computer? There's an app on your phone and there's an app on – this is a problem for like ADD is like forgetting to turn it off. But like if you can get an approximation, I think it's helpful. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to do it because it's such a pain in the ass. I've like tried it before. I didn't love it, but I think it would make an impact of like, okay, how can I structure my day a little bit differently? Well, even looking at screen time, like that even helps me to it's see depressing. like, oh, I was editing for this much or I just had on podcasts for this long or TikTok or whatever. I avoided my feelings for this much time today. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. You really are always having something going on. Like in Palm Springs, like Maggie left the room and like podcast on immediately. Oh, me huh? or Devin? Yeah. Maggie. Yeah. No, I do always yeah i don't know (laughs) but you put on tiktok yes you then turn on tiktok yeah like i just go for a podcast Mm -hmm. before tiktok like i pretty much really only watch tiktok at lunch and at night yeah that's probably healthier like because you can be productive while listening to a podcast do you like miss the podcast though like, I can't listen to a podcast unless I'm, like, driving or cleaning. Sometimes. Yeah, that's why I don't do that. If I'm working, I, I don't know what's happening in the podcast. Well, like, I don't do it, like, while I'm, like, editing. Or usually if I'm doing emails, and then I'll tune out slightly, and then I'll be like, oh, what did they say? So it yeah. just really kind of depends what I'm doing at the moment. But I do notice, obviously, that if I have music other rather than a podcast, I typically work harder or get more done. I should try that again. I haven't listened to music while working in a long time. Just silence? Just silence. That's so wild. (laughs) You know what? I do it all. I can work in silence. I can work with music on. It just depends on my mood. I can only do silence like if I'm very much in like a flow state. Mm. Like podcast editing or like. Or if you're doing a voiceover. <laughs> Literally, the only time there's <laughs> silence is if I'm doing a voiceover. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> the quiet part of your day. Yeah. But this has like become an issue because Cameron is like, there's something always playing. Like he gets home and there's like I like he's like, who are we listening to? There's just random people talking 24 <laughs> <laughs> seven. The voices you're in your own head. Yeah, even when he's home. Like if I'm cooking, if it, Because he watches, like, football or something. Like, if there's football on TV and he's like you where, like, he gets distracted. Like, if he's doing something else, he can't hear me. If I'm listening to a podcast and he talks to me, I'm like, yeah, what? Like, I can hear him. If he just tunes out and looks at a TV for a second, he cannot hear anything I'm saying. So then I feel like I need my own entertainment at the same time. So he's just, like, in the – because you're – like, if if you're in the kitchen – and he's in the living room. Like last night at dinner, like I hear each other's stuff. I yes, I cooked dinner last night, and he sat on the booth side, so you can see the TV. And I sat on the other side, and I thought that he turned off the TV when we started eating. So I turned off Remy on YouTube. I was watching her video. I turned it off because I thought he turned it off. And then like 
within two minutes, he's like, I was like, did you just mute it? You didn't turn it off. He's just peering over at the screen. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to play my YouTube then. And then he's like, no, 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 I don't want to lose you. <laughs> so then he just freaks out. But oh yeah, we God. both just like need entertainment. It's stimulation. Yeah. That's the thing about like, I think ADHD is you get bored super easily and you also get overstimulated super easy. So you have to have have that perfect middle ground the perfect stim (laughs) Mm -hmm. even white noise like i i like that too like literally Mm -hmm. anything like do you put on music while you read Mm -mm. sometimes i don't need it i like it i only like certain type of music if i'm reading otherwise i can't pay attention I love lately the looking up a playlist that people made specific to the book that I'm reading. Oh, that's oh, cute. That's oh, my God. Last night I was reading. It It literally timed up perfectly. It was that song, you know, thunder and the thunder, <laughs> lightning and the thunder. And these bitches are in battle with dragons and the, the lightning was happening and the thunder right at that same time as I was reading it. And I was like, whoa, oh. this is really cool. That's cool. What book are you reading? fourth wing i'm almost done and the sequel just came out so that i'm gonna read the sequel i right know after. i so i'm probably gonna finish it tonight there's no tomorrow. playlist for the movie that i'm or the book i'm watching at oh. reading what book <laughs> what are you the holidays the holidays oh i did see i holidays. like i haven't read any of their um i haven't read any Books. of their holiday <laughs> no i haven't read any of like their Laura christina lauren holiday books but i think they have like oh. a handful of them she I, wrote love in other words i really liked yeah and this book is so good i love it i think i liked one of their other books too i want to read it i don't think i've ever read like a christmas book the one i'm reading is really good i'm gonna read okay. it now i'll read it at christmas christina lauren oh is it two girls yeah Oh, what? I thought that was her last name. Something Wilder was really good by them, too. What the heck? The True Love Experiment, I liked. Okay. And then... Does does she also have one that has birds on the cover? Um, The Unhoneymooners? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one. That one I read. I don't think I... I really liked Love in Other Words, like, a lot. And then I tried getting into the Unhoneymooners and what other one? I honestly don't even remember what it was about. I get hating so you, hating you, and I couldn't really do it. Well, this one's good. I recommend. How is um, what's it called? The show you're watching, based off the book Lessons in Chemistry. Um, it's really good. I really like Brie Larson, and the dog is amazing. But I don't watch TV that much, honestly. Yeah. I've only watched, like, four episodes, I think. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, I've, like, not been watching much. Just Golden Bachelor and Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. Are you watching Golden Bachelor? Kind of. I am i don't watch every single episode, but I know the girls. The girls. The finale was last weekend oh what or maybe it's this thursday it might be I this feel thursday like there's not a winner announced yet no I last week we were watching then. and it was the fucking women tell all so yeah it was and they were weekend. they were so respectful they were like yeah. raising their hands to talk and like that's really funny it's I so love, different 
this concept so much golden bachelor it's so good is it way better than regular bachelor it's so different also there are only hour episodes instead of two hours so it's like feels very compact yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you think that's just because there's less drama and things but probably i think that the it has the highest ratings in like years and years and years and years of the bachelor so do you think one of the ladies will be the golden bachelorette i think so i hope so that'll be and then people think there's a theory that because this one girl left like early and she's like in her young 60s or something so then people think they'll pick her and then be able to even go to like 50s and pick like Mm kind of younger guys too that would be fun but yeah i guess 58 is okay 58 (laughs) can't be too young isn't 55 and older like technically senior citizens i think 65 oh no i think 55 maybe well like one of my great uncles lives in a senior community and it's 65 and up hmm. it's so crazy how like that used like i used to perceive 60 as so old and now i'm like no that's so young that's my parents that's so young mm-hmm. yeah. i can't wait to get like free breakfast and shit <laughs> for being old <laughs> 62 or older that is interesting it says it changes though like it's based on when you retire Mm. according to medicare it's 65 okay yet if you are 55 and visit an arby's or mcdonald's you can get your senior discount oh my god i should tell my mom to try that (laughs) do you have a senior discount (laughs) my parents are always like they don't want to do like we've told my dad that a few times they're like no (laughs) i don't want the discount (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> funny okay well leave your thoughts on people pleasing in our spotify prompts so we can hear what you think or are submit it to pleasers, our google form are people pleasers manipulative <laughs> yes also not. if you're a people pleaser you have to please us by <laughs> submitting this and answering if you don't reply to the question then you're gonna really hurt our feelings and we're gonna think poorly about you well, also rate and, and review rate and a review <laughs> absolutely make sure you follow us on instagram and tiktok subscribe to our youtube leave a rate and review and we'll see you next week bye bye